0: Episode number nine. I'm your host, Mr. Mercy. I'm your man, Cool Breeze. And this is Sin Radio Cast.
1: What's going on, fellas? What's going on, ladies? Peace, peace, peace. Peace. Thank you for everybody that's tuning in, showing us a lot of love. Um, this is what show nine now. And we're just banging them out. We're banging out the great content. And um, we want to thank all of the listeners from all around the globe who have been hitting us up, showing us love. You can find us on at Sin Radio Cast on IG. Uh, We have a like page on Facebook. It's Sin Radio Cast. And if you want to hit us up and let us know what you think about the show or just, you know, hit us up to show us some love. You can email us at Sin Radio Wave. At gmail.com So hit us up on uh, SendRadioWave At gmail.com Yes sir And you know, before we really get started with this show
0: I gotta give a big shout outs To all my folks at TTTRadio.net Shout out to my man YZ DJ Scan DJ Hobo Hell Media And DJ Show Spec. Much love and respect to all of y'all over there And all you catch that are not familiar with um turntable tendencies there are uh, a website where real djs that really appreciate the craft get busy and trust mm. me tell them sin radio sent you and you won't be disappointed so gotta give mm. a big shout
1: outs to them no doubt no doubt so Murs, so i have a quick question before we get into the show being that you know a lot of people are, are chiming in from different places around the globe and um, we were just kind of discussing the analytics, man. So where are some of these people chiming in from, man? Oh, man, great question, man. Uh, we got a lot of love
0: coming from out of the country, uh, mm. Canada, uh, the United Kingdom. We even got people shouting us out in, in Belize, Central yeah. America, Mexico. So, so all those people that tuning in to us in these smaller regions outside of the United States, just. Just wanted to let you guys know that we do appreciate y'all tuning in and we always going to show love to our listeners, regardless of your geographical location. Mm. So we're worldwide, you know, we're worldwide travelers and we appreciate the different cultures of the world and we appreciate y'all just tuning in and showing us some love. So yo, shout outs to everybody that we see on the analytics and shout outs to all the people that haven't tuned in yet, man. Hopefully you mm. guys come join us and y'all come get this good content.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So Merce, let's get into the show, brother. What you got for us, man? Absolutely, man. Absolutely nine, man. Um, so today's
0: show we're gonna we're gonna get into the title of the show. Today's show's title, dial tone. Okay. Mm. And I know people are probably like, why are you gonna call the show dial tone? Well, whenever you hit a dial tone, typically there's some type of disconnect or some type of connection loss. Okay. And we're really gonna get into this show because of the situation that recently transpired with the silencing of President Donald Trump on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm. You know, a lot of people are very upset about it, and I think it's something we need to discuss. So the episode is pretty much gonna focus on somewhat on freedom of speech and the silencing of unpopular opinions Mm. and how it can have really adverse effects on certain groups or individuals you know this this
1: should be a a very thought-provoking episode and i hope you guys enjoy that Mm, definitely man definitely man so freedom of speech is definitely something that we're all as american people supposed to have it might be slightly different in other countries and other cultures but here on american soil you know we're supposed to have the freedom of speech to say what you want, what you feel, and to be able to express yourself if things are not going in your direction, which, you know, we the people, we have that right. But the thing That's is- right. But the thing is, now, more so than ever, I feel that a lot of people's freedoms are slowly being taken away from us. Whether, whatever your political affiliation is, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're independent, everybody has the right to freedom of speech. And I just feel that now more so than ever, a lot of our freedoms are being taken away from us or a lot of our freedoms are have never really been heard to a certain degree when it comes to Certain people that live in the United States, i.e., maybe black people. Absolutely, that's mm. that's
0: that's very true, very true. So, freedom of speech uh, pretty much falls under the first, Amendment. and a lot of people have been at in courts and different cases brought this up in in various cases. Okay, now recently, like I said earlier, the president of the United States, who's considered the most powerful man of the free world was by platform such as outlets. And I, that set a really, really big precedent. And I think potentially a very dangerous precedent. Mm. You know, that the president who who's supposed to represent the United States of America who I who currently represents the body. by him being silenced? Do you do you feel that it creates a dangerous situation as far as individuals speaking out? Because if you could silence somebody that big, what is it to silence a, a certain group of people, minorities, uh blacks, black people, Native Americans, whoever? Do you think it would be a lot
1: more easier for those people to be silenced? I think. Definitely, it, it would be easier for somebody who's not in a in a certain position of power to be silenced. Because, like I said, there have been people who um, hold lesser positions, as far as like um, maybe their work or or just an everyday regular person. They can get silenced. You know, there have been people who've been arrested on the street. Who have done nothing at all? Who've been set up? Who've been framed, or, or whatever the case may be, or, or maybe they had, um, got caught up in a, in a situation at the wrong place, wrong time, whatever it is, have been sent to prison for like years, and you know, and this is coming from just watching videos and, and listening to people's stories. And you constantly see things in the media, whether it's mainstream media or independent media, people who have been getting released from prison and who had drugs planted on them and, and certain things of that nature or just mistaken identity or whatever. But they never, I feel when you're in a position like that and, and the handcuffs on you, you're automatically considered guilty and you have to prove your innocence. But do you really have a voice in within that? So even if you are speaking out against something that you feel is not right, are people really listening to you? And then if you are touching a certain demographic of people and you're speaking on something that may have happened or maybe something that's actual or actual factual, then certain powers that be, if they feel like they're being threatened, they can put the clamps down on you and kind of silence you. Not kill you to a certain degree, but take away certain uh, things that you use to help your speech or to help your platform, i.e. social media. So I think that, you know, by doing this to Trump and, you know, I'm not a, a Trump supporter or whatever the case may be. But right, that's not the point. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. 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 Some people might say, oh, you're hating on them or you, or you like them or whatever. It, that's not the point at all. But I'm just saying you have a person who is in a position who was the president and you had some of his his uh outlets that he uses for him to speak taken away from him. And I'm like oh, wow I'm glad so, you said that. You know I'm glad, so you, glad you said, said that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. Actually he had a uh there's a company that Trump was looking to use uh that was actually t- off Google and various sites called Parler. And Parler was a um I don't know if it was an Apple website that a lot of uh conservatives used to to voice their opinions on things. And they mysteriously were um booted off of Google. Uh they were booted off of Apple and Amazon, some of and wow his name is uh, John Maxi I'm, I'm not sure if I'm correct uh, saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. He spoke out and he called it a coordinated attack by tech giants to kill competition in the marketplace. Okay? Mm. And that was very weird. Just the timing of this, after the President of the United States gets si- silenced, one of his main platforms that he uses to speak is just suddenly booted off the internet. And
1: I'm I'm, I'm not on now, we, we gotta so, take a look at that. Yo, okay, so here's the thing. So Murray, so my question to you is that, do you feel that being that we're talking about social media, do you feel like a lot of social media companies are becoming too powerful? And will social media become America or the world's new government? Yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: Starting to think that. The reason why I can say that is because, listen, we all use social media. We all create accounts. And these tech giants now have so much information on us, on our spending habits, what we like to do in our free time, uh, places we like to go. And I'm starting to feel like they are becoming more powerful than some of the, even the politicians out there. Because look at the type of data and Ladies and gentlemen, your data is worth so much to these people. Okay? Data is money. Data is income now. And who better than the tech companies who have all your data? All your data. What is it for them to not face to now phase out politicians or co- or co- sorry, collaborate with other politician to pretty much now become your de facto leadership
1: within country it will be mm. yeah I mean it's it's it, it's getting like that because now it's like you have to be very leery about what you put on 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 the internet because you're getting flagged and the thing is that you, you everyone everyone's stuff if you have an account somewhere some sort of social media account, You know, it's, it's like you're being monitored. And now it's just like, you, you're putting in all of this information when you're logging into your account. And the thing is that you might not even put in certain information, but yet certain information about you might come up in, in your, in your account, uh, bio not, well, not your bio, but in your account, uh, profile. Well, what's the word i'm looking for it's not really profile but it'll 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 be somewhere it, within your account you might not be able to see it but you'll have people behind closed doors might be the ones that could access this information about you okay cool you live over here well you didn't put all of this in but they might have your address they might have like a list of employees and all of this stuff that that's used to work for but they can have a picture of you in a uniform and they can just kind of tie that information to other information because if they if you have your name and your information on there, they can get gather any type of information that they want about you from wherever to up to your present time. I feel because it shows, you know. And right. even and even in the way that you go and you log in, let's say you're on a specific website looking up cars or whatever the case may be then now you're going to have pop-up ads popping up on your computer about different various cars and car research and things like that. And even these phones, they listen into your conversation. You can be on the phone with the next person and talking about something that's related to like sneakers or clothing or whatever, or taking a trip. But then you're going to start seeing ads popping up on your computer or even yet on certain websites you go to on your phone about taking trips or various sneakers or clothing so you have to be very careful about what you put out on this on these um devices and things like that because you just never know who's watching or who's listening in no absolutely man i definitely agree
0: with that now a lot of people suggest that this silencing by or permanent ban by twitter and other social social media platforms was an infringement on the first amendment right of the president current president donald trump However, a gentleman by the name of Dr. John Augenborg, or Augenbar,
1: I'm not sure
0: (laughs) I'm I'm saying that correct, but he's an an assistant uh, professor at VCU's Political Science Department. Okay. And he explained something very interesting. And see, this is a very great area. This we're going to go with this. Mm -hmm. He said that the First Amendment does not apply to private companies like Twitter and Facebook. The First Mm. Amendment applies to government behavior, and it's not the government that is banning President Trump from Twitter. It's not the government that is temporarily uh, suspended State Senator Chase from Facebook. It is the private sector companies who own those social media platforms. Mm. So that's very interesting. Wow. So he has a point, and I actually looked this up. It really does not apply to private companies unless those private companies are speaking on behalf of the government that's uh-huh. the only way they can be be, be held liable gotcha. okay mm. so with that said th- this looks like these social media platforms are kind of operating in the gray area mm. because think about it they're not government they're private but so many people from the, cu- the, sorry, so many people from the public utilize their platforms, which gives them access to the pu- public. Okay. Being interested because it's a very great area and it's pretty much an area that really kind of makes them a little bulletproof in, in my eyes.
1: Mm, okay. So yeah. yeah.
0: So most, most of these companies, like I said, are privately held, but they do business uh, with the public or have accounts with the public. And I feel that we need to be very cautious about this because like I said, certain groups of people could be adversely affected by certain platforms shutting down their voice, even if you don't agree with them, you right. see. This is what is happening right now. A lot of people are being shut down because their opinion is not the popular opinion, Okay, Mm. Their opinion is not the popular opinion. Right. But they still have opinions, you know? And why should we be told what opinions we should hear and what opinions we should not hear?
1: Mm.
0: Right. I agree. What what do you think? Am
1: I am I tripping here? Am I reaching? No, uh, I don't think you're reaching. I just think that um, I I feel that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that a lot of these um, social media outlets are operating in a government-like manner, and you know they're maintaining the luxury of being a privately owned company. That's what it seems. You know, so I just think that who, I just wanna know like what within those companies, like what is the, the daily operations of how these companies act, you know? Do they have a list of certain people that they're targeting or or they're listening to closely when it comes to government issues and things like that? They clearly do, it's called the algorithm. Algorithm, right. Hmm. That's what they use. They use an algorithm.
0: And when you post certain things on Facebook now, you got these people they call uh, independent fact checkers. And these people are supposed to be individuals or AI that is supposed to be researching certain things that you post to see if they're actual and factual. Who's fact checking the fact checker? Right. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook who've had their content removed because uh independent fact checker claims that the information is false. And I'm like, okay, but how do we know that the independent fact checker is getting his facts straight? I mean, how do we know? Are we just supposed to take what they give as valid information, that they did the actual research and did their own due diligence? Is that part of the grooming process of telling people that or or telling people what they want the people to hear mm. without questioning anything i mean this is the way i look at it because if you're now uh deploying independent fact checkers people will then become dependent on who independent fact checkers Fact-takers, right so to me the, to me the people just kind of become like docile in that in that manner to me because it's like you're not Depending on someone or some type of AI to validate information that you can validate for yourself, you know. But many of us are very lazy, unfortunately. Yeah. In our that's communities, not. and a lot of us don't go out and, and and do the you know do the due diligence for ourselves. And that's why I got a lot of respect for guys like Dane Calloway, guys that go out there and really boots on the ground, really get out there and get the information firsthand.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. It's always important to, to do your own due diligence and because anybody can tell you anything nowadays. And the thing is you have to have multiple sources for information. And I'm and I'm always a firm believer of independent media outside of mainstream media because mainstream media doesn't really they only give you certain things from a from a certain perspective. I think independent media, they kind of dig in a little bit deeper and give you what the raw deal is and things of that nature. And now, being that it's it's 2021, you have more independent media people going out, boots on the ground, getting more information, uh, filming, recording, giving interviews. And, you know, it's, it's it's a wonderful thing. But I just think that being that with social media right now if you're putting out the wrong information or let's say the information that mainstream media is not putting out they might think that your material may sway certain people a certain ways so a lot of people's pages are now getting deleted or their posts are getting deleted or shut down so that's another thing that a lot of people are kind of complaining about now and I always say that you can only hide the truth for so long you know the truth is gonna come out yeah
0: yeah it's a lot of silencing and you know what now that we're speaking on silencing which this pretty much is I like to bring up a a basketball player from the 90s that I watched growing up and I felt he was he was done very very dirty I felt he was done wrong okay and for well, those of you within my age group who watch basketball in the 90s, some of you may remember a gentleman by the name of M- Mahmoud. Uh, was it Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf? Mm-hmm. Right. He was a basketball player that played for the Den- Denver Nuggets, and yeah. he also played for the Sacramento Kings, if I'm not mistaken. In the 1990s, he was drafted. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm just give you a little background on this brother. Mm. A lot of people could consider him the original Steph Curry because his three-point shot was water. Okay, I mean water.
1: Yeah, he was uh, good, this brother,
0: This brother also played at LSU with Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. He was a freshman standout at LSU. He set the NCAA record for points by a freshman and points per game by a freshman and was named SEC Player of the Year and first team All-American for two years in a row. And he was selected third in the 1990 NBA draft by the Denver Nuggets. Okay? He also led the league in free throw percentage in the 1993 and 1994 and 1995 to 96 seasons. And also won an award for being the most improved player in 1993. Mm, yeah, He was also the NBA all Rookie second team he also was on that team his first year. And despite the fact that he, he never dunked in an actual uh, actual game, he actually participated in a 1993 slam dunk contest. And the reason why he was even introduced into the uh, slam dunk contest was because the uh, president and general manager at the time, uh, I believe his name is Bernie Bickerstaff, uh, sent the NBA league officials a tape of him showcasing his dunking skills. So with that said, this brother was pretty well accomplished. He was very talented as a player. Um, He got busy on that basketball court. But all that pretty much came to an end when he decided that he did not want to stand for the national anthem. Right. He felt that the American flag represented oppression, and he did not want to stand for the national anthem. And that's where all his troubles began. Right. Yeah. Okay. And this brother was just pretty much, pretty much he was, uh, pretty much being targeted in my eyes, pretty much silenced. But it was really being done in a very covert, a very low key way by the NF, sorry, by the NBA. At that time, the uh, commissioner was, uh, who was he? David Stern? Yeah. Yeah.
1: David Stern. David
0: Stern. And what they would do to this brother is, after they traded him from the Nuggets to the Sacramento Kings, they would just pretty much make him a healthy scratch, didn't really allow him to enter the game. And they pretty much just squandered away this very talented player's, you know, NBA career due to the fact that he did not want to stand for the national anthem. And he did not disrespect the flag. He did not do anything like that. He didn't um, take a knee like people are doing today. And though people give Colin Kaepernick all his praise and all this stuff, it was really this brother, Abdul Raouf, who really stood up for something and did not want to bend. And because this brother did not want to bend, he paid the price in his career. Right. After he left the NBA, he played at various places overseas, but he was never able to return to the NBA. And it's to me, it's just a a travesty to me and i i feel the brother needs to be spoken on more often and spoken up uh recently his uh his jersey or sorry his, his number at lsu was actually retired recently oh wow okay he okay. retired his number at lsu so that just shows you how much of an impact his brother had on basketball court and it was very disturbing for me to just look over this brother's career and say, wow! If that can happen to that brother, this can happen to anybody else. Right, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the so thing is, what are your thoughts on on this matter, on the silencing
1: of this brother. What do you, what do you feel about that? Well, the thing is, um, I'm very familiar with the player, um, and he and he was good, man. He was really a good player. Um, he got the short end of the stick. And the thing about it was he wasn't the only um, person to actually, I feel, get shafted in the NBA as well, too. There's another guy who used to actually, he won championships with Michael Jordan named Craig Hodges along the same line as um, Abdul Raouf. And Craig Hodges was a nice player too, and um, you know, and I and I think all of that stuff stemmed from him when they went to the White House. You know, it was a situation where he wrote a letter, and it, it was a letter that was addressed to the president at the time. And, um, you know, he wanted to speak to the president, but at this he gave his information or the letter that he had to, um, who was it? It was the president's... Um, was it George, uh, the first Bush? I believe it was the first Bush. Yes, it was the first Bush. And then he um, actually received the letter while he was at the White House. And he told him, uh, which is Craig Hodges, that, you know, I look forward to reading the letter. So then the thing about it was, you know, after, after that whole interaction, you know, things kind of went downhill from there because he basically gave him a letter and the letter was pretty much, I guess he was um, addressing the uh, poor treatment for, um, I guess, blacks in other countries and things like that. And um, and he was opposed to a lot of the wars that were happening around that time. So he just kind of, being that he wanted to use his platform as an NBA player to, you know, um, to bring awareness, yeah, bring awareness and bring his voice to what's what's been happening, what's going on, and I just think within that whole situation, you know, that his career, his NBA career, just took a down, a down, a downward spiral because of his actions. But I feel that you know his heart was in the right place, and you can't ever tell a person that he did something wrong. When, he was in, when his heart was in the right place and he was just trying to be a voice for people who were voiceless. And, uh, right. you know, so it, I guess it's, it, I would look at it like there are politics and everything, but, you know, there were other players that were coming in to the Chicago Bulls and, you know, they kind of gave him the backseat. And then once these players started playing and the season went on and he was cut eventually. And then he never played right. in the league again by any any team. Never, no team ever picked him up again. And he was still at the uh, at the height of his prime, if even that. Right. So
0: pretty much, if this was, this would have happened in 2020, and it was Twitter, and he posted that. Could you imagine down his account because he said what he said, and what he said was not the popular opinion at the time. Isn't that a similar situation?
1: Oh yeah, I think that um, it's definitely the same thing. And I, and I think being that if you look at it from that time, and I and I believe that was in 92, uh, that was 92, yeah. So I think if it was that time and the internet was there, but you know, these uh, some of these outlets weren't around, I think it would have gave people a chance to actually read the letter on a global scale. I'm like, Oh wow. And it would have brought more attention to the things that he was talking about or trying to point out to the current president then. So I just think that, um, he would have definitely been silenced. or there would have been some sort of, um, some sort of, um, hammer that would have came down from the NBA or the commission. And like, listen, you can't do this or you can't do that. Or, if it was a situation where it was that bad, you know, it would have been a, it would have been more of a conversation piece amongst people. But then again, if it was a conversation piece, does that necessarily mean that, that situation would have been changed or it just would have been something to talk about? Well, if the people are
0: talking about it, that means it's in their awareness, correct? Right, yeah. So the, so the, so everything starts with the conversation. And I I feel that, If that brothers would have been able to be uh, shared and read and digested by the world, I think the conversation would have been had and maybe some things would have happened, you know? And, you know, shout for risking his career to speak up for our people and people like us around the world. And we do salute you, Craig Hodges. We do salute Abdul Rauf because we know you brothers were silent it's unfairly, because your opinion was not a popular opinion. Right. Okay. And remember. And, uh,
1: and sorry. remember that dude, Craig Hodges. He was only at 32 years old, and he was coming off of two championship rings alongside Jordan. And he and he was an effective player, man. He could shoot because he was in. Uh, I think he won like some some three-point shooting competitions as well, too, man. That dude was lights out. Another great, another great athlete. Two great athletes, you know that don't really right. get spoken
0: about. Right, all because of their personal opinions and and what they had to say. And, you know, that's why we had to really bring this show to the forefront, man. And this even took place uh, with a lot of the reggae artists, uh, guys like Sizzler Kalanji, uh, Buju Bantan, uh, Beanie Man. A lot of these reggae artists were silenced and a lot of people never spoke up for these guys, okay? I remember um, Sizzler was doing a show out in um, an area in California, uh, Petaluma. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but it's an area called, uh, I believe it's Petaluma. And he was Mm. supposed to do a show out there back in 2016. And he ended up getting his show uh, canceled due to the fact that the LGBTQ community Uh felt that his music promoted hate speech. Right, and pretty much essentially that show was cancelled and a lot of other shows for these artists were cancelled and for years a lot of these artists weren't able to get visas to come and perform within the united states of america wow okay and a lot of people don't speak on this but i have to speak up for these artists because being the fact that the lgbtq community is now so powerful they essentially were able to silence some of the greatest artists based on their opinions. And back when those artists recorded these songs, that was the popular opinion. Right. Now that the popular opinion has switched, then these guys became somewhat of a outcast, so to speak. Uh, I, I think a lot of this led to the Buju Bantan end up getting caught up in the situation that had him serving seven years in the US penitentiary. Mm. OK, wow. To the song Boom Bye Bye, which is a song in which healing of homosexuals for homosexual behavior, which I do not agree with. I don't agree with that. Right. OK. That, I feel, was a bit much. And I'm glad that he did remove it from his, his catalog, because he did announce in 2019 that he would no longer be promoting the song, performing the song and he removed the song from various platforms. But at the same time, there's a very thin line between freedom of speech and, you know, the regulation for it. It's kind of a gray area. So do we attack the livelihood of people who don't share our opinions? Do we feel that's fair? Do we feel that silencing one voice and letting another voice come through is is an
1: even playing field? I don't No, nah, not at all I think you know what the problem is and, and the problem has always been and and it, and it still continues to this day people don't like to listen to other people people just like to talk but there needs to be conversations that are being had and and show examples of why certain things are the way they are but people don't want to listen so the thing is that if you have somebody that's talking and and, and people are not listening, or there's no type of conversation that's, that's happening, then it's like a lot of great points will get missed, overlooked, or some people just don't even care, man. And that's why I think we're in the position that we are in today with a lot of yelling, a lot of violence, a lot of killing, You know, it's just people are just tone deaf, man. Definitely tone deaf. And
0: it just seems to me that people are just becoming more biased. And now when we don't like a person, we don't like anything that person says.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. If a person, crazy, insane, whatever, then everything that person stands for becomes invalid. Yeah. And to me that is just not realistic. That's not adult like. That's almost childish to me. Right. And I'm noticing it more and more that people will not like you and everything from there just goes downhill. Yeah. They don't like nothing about you. They don't like the way you dress, they don't like the way you look, they don't like the way
1: you smell. Yeah. They don't like the way you laugh. <laughs> I mean, but you know. But, but the thing, but the thing is you hit the nail on the head with that. And it's like and that's how rumors get get passed around. And you know, I don't like that person because yeah. And, and it is and it's open it's like a almost an open open season on that person. It's like they, they become they can become a target. I don't like you because you said this and you said that, but none of those things could be even proven to be truthful. So I just and think and so and that's
0: where Cancer culture comes in Not to cut you off But that's where Cancer culture comes in Yeah uh-huh. And This is a product Of the cancer culture Yes
1: Okay mm-hmm.
0: And cancel culture Is just part of that Whole dynamic Interest to me And I hope We as a people Start to come out of that Because A person That you may not like May say something Very true To be silenced And It Could be something But because You have a Uh some type of disdain towards this person, you now everything that person says and you render that person invalid. That is definitely not fair. And that's not what we stand for. That's not what this country was founded upon. Okay? And and we need to accountable. I mean, even the person, the guy at Twitter admitted that silencing the president set a very dangerous precedent. Okay? And Mm -hmm. we got to be careful that these things don't continue to progress because next thing you know, it could be your family member that's being silenced. And then when that happens, then you wanna play victim, okay? And then when people look down upon you and say, well, I didn't like your family member because he said this and he posted this on this date mm-hmm. and we're rendering him invalid, then you're gonna be the one upset.
1: Right, it's it's, it's just not a healthy, way to, to move through life. And I just think that there's always gonna be repercussions when certain things like that happen. It's it's just the law of nature, you know?
0: Definitely, man. Definitely, man. But I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. I uh, hope you guys take something from it. Hopefully it gets you thinking, gets the conversation going. I just want people to understand that we all have opinions, we all have differences, but just because we have those differences doesn't mean we don't
1: have things in common. Yeah, so I I totally agree. So just try to listen to the next person, hear what people are saying, try to understand what's happening with another person's community outside of your community to get a better uh, assessment of what's going on. And at the end of the day, don't shut somebody down just because you don't like them. You always have to hear what's going on and 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 just kind of see where other people are coming from and and just make your own assessment outside of that. Absolutely, man. And I'm getting ready to sign off. I'm your host Mr. Mercy. I'm your man Cool
0: Breeze. And we'll yeah. catch you with the next episode number 10. Sin Radio Cast. Signing off.
1: Peace. Peace.